two, yep. one. Hey there, Mugs. We've got the Knights table of Group 1 fever, or just pretty much three absolute nuffy Mugs having a punt. Lloydie, thanks for joining us. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, Mugs. Uh, looking forward to a big weekend of racing down in Sydney for the Group 1. So hopefully a few winners today at Townsville, tomorrow at Rocky, and then uh, build the bank, mate, hey? Mate, 100%. And you're going to need it because just looking at this card, we've got 10 races, three, uh, four of them at Group 3 level, one at the Group 2, four at the Group 1, and you've got the Country Championships little hoot and nanny in there as well. Bean, I know you're a, a hard man to please, but I reckon this might tickle your fancy. Yeah, mate, this is this is the this is probably the almost the carnival of the year. I know we talk about Flemington, but I think Sydney is pretty quickly taking over. It gets the best sprinters in the world. Um, the Kiwis and the overseas runners battle out in the Derby and then look to the Cup to try and get into the Melbourne Cup. And then of course, Big Lloydie's favourite race of all time, the Doncaster Mile, which I think probably is just – I come up short, I reckon, every year. So if I can jag the winner this year, mate, you won't stop hearing about it. <laughs> mate, and I don't blame you because we've got about 57 runners in this year's edition of the Doncasters. So, look, if you can pick one out, that's a miracle in itself. That's what I'm going for. But, look, what we'll do, we'll list the group ones. We've got four of them to get through. We'll go through them in race order mugs because we like to keep it simple. And we're just going to pretty much see who we got on top. We might agree. We might have a biff on, but that's half the fun. So, race six, 2.30-ish. We've got the group one English size. And, look, a lot of the hype is just a bit of a put-in takeout job with Animo going around. Well, at $2.10, it's coming in every time I have a look. Um, but pretty much you got most of these backing up from the slipper. A few coming up from Melbourne. Is it as simple, Lloydie, as double your money with Animo in the size? Yeah, I think so, mate. I um, I tried to find a few ways to get it beat just at the price because it's, it's pretty short now. But I ended, I ended up making it my best of the day in Sydney on Saturday. He, he's just been crying out for 1,400 metres every start. You know, you go back to that win at Sandown, um, back sort of... <laughs> in November and I think that was a 1100 meter race a thousand it won that day and it needed 1200 then and then it's you know just the way it's gone through the likes of the blue diamond the slipper it's just been hammering the line every single time both at 1200 gets its chance at 1400 drawn a bit closer in barrier five J-Mac on plain and simple I think wins Sabine yeah it's mate it's it's a it's I think it's a well, I don't like to use the words living certainty, but I mean, there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing in this field that can beat it. I don't think it's, um, I think Rachel King was pretty stiff to get, <laughs> to, to get, to get booted. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know. I mean, if you're going to have anyone riding at the moment in any group one, if it's not bossy, it's probably J-Mac, but geez, I tell you what, she's riding pretty well. I think she's, I know yeah. that's just, that's just how it goes, but um, I understand, I understand the decision, but yeah, she'll be. I think she might be a bit dirty on that, but um, yeah, Animo wins here, mate. I can't add anything to what Lloydie says. It just gets. It's the extra trip. It just yeah, mate. Well, I'm gonna have to be the rose between two thorns here because I just think Animo is gonna become one of those horses that's always gonna be hitting that <clears> bloody <throat> line until we uh we keep saying it's just gonna want four thousand meters. Um, a horse that's not gonna be wanting to do that is Lightsaber, and I'm gonna back Big Peter Moody in to bring it up. The big, well, the big question here for a lot of these horses is obviously going to be the track if we're in for a heavy, but Lightsaber is going to probably lead, if not be 
one behind, maybe four moves ahead if they push forward from um, barrier two on, on that boy. But hoping that that's the way this track plays out, that it's a little bit heavy, which slippers in the past, they don't seem to run on too well. Um, but 950, I'm just looking for something to beat Animo and I'm, I've just convinced myself into some stupid case to back lightsaber. It's going to be pretty good aftermath if lightsaber wins with the content we can use too. So that's always a bonus. It was soft. It was I'm soft thinking, six listed oh. yesterday. Is it a heavy nine now? I'm seeing. Is there? Have, well, they, had, had, have they had more? So, right? Twenty five yeah. mil overnight. So yeah, it's um yeah better side of a heavy nine this morning apparently. Bemos, the one thing I'll say about lightsaber is I think it'll be in the right part of the track, like you say. It'll it'll probably lead from barrier three, led all the way in its last couple when it's won over fourteen hundred. So it ticks that box yeah. at the seven furlongs. Last start, it, it beat safe by a length and a half. It came out and won. It, it won on Saturday at Rose Hill pretty yeah. impressively. It had the cushy run and the best part of the track. But um, so I, I agree, it's one of the one of the dangers in the race. The only thing that slight, gives me a slight sort of query about it is that uh, readily available was in that last start and it, uh, it in Lightsaber's last start, I should say, and it was humming home. Ran fifth. It came out and did absolutely nothing. Um, on Saturday. So just a slight query around that, but certainly that safe form looks well. Yeah, uh, mate. Well, look, we'll find out at 2.35, won't we? Uh, moving on. It's the, uh, look, it's the Melbourne Cup of the Sydney Autumn Carnival. Um, not really in any context, but Derby Day. So you've got a horse like Montefilia that just seems to be an absolute 2,000 plus horse, well, beast, I should say, $3.50 you're going to get. Skylab, ever impressive their last start through the Rose Hill Guineas. Uh, Lions Raw, same could be said for. A few interesting runners over here, though. You've got Rocket Spade, the frontman. Milford was here last start, but they're the trifecta of the NZ Derby. So mm. going to get the soft conditions. So these horses will be at their, their best as well to compete against our bunch. Uh, let's start with you, the Bean Dog. You're a bit of a favourites backer. Um, yeah. You like Montefilia. Yeah, I've gone that <laughs> way again, mate. I, it's it sounds like it sounds like I can't do. I, I'm not not favouriting after this, but I just think um, I'm just I'm just trusting the form here. I mean, my Wonga's. I mean, if it didn't draw a car park, it's probably a fair fair chance in the Don. No, in the QE2, it's running in, isn't it? The the QE2 is the target, isn't it? Yeah, not the Doncaster. Yeah, got my. They're in the Doncaster. Pardon? They're doing both. Are they the back? In, is it, are they doubling up? Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah. There you go. I just think, um, yeah, <laughs> I've landed on Montefilia here, twenty four hundred. David Payne, Colin. It's just drawn better now, so it's going to get the run in behind them. It says off midfield, but I think it can be four pairs back at the absolute worst. I don't want to be any further back than that if it's a real heavy nine, because I think those Kiwi horses can put you in a bit of trouble there. But um, yeah, I, I think it's it's going to be in the right part of the track and should be pretty hard to beat. 360s is uh, slim. It's probably the, it's probably right at the bottom end of where I want to be dabbling though. Yeah, look, it's, it's hard to go against, but that's what I'm going to do, mate, just to rattle your feathers. I'm, I'm making a case for uh, the front man here and Huge Bowman. I know you're a big fan of uh, what we do here at monkspunting.com.au. This is your chance to redeem yourself in our eyes. Uh, if you go back, well, it was never going to run a drum on a good track. That's what all the Kiwis do. We know enough of them to know that by now. Um, but I really like that NZ Derby run at the 2400. It was absolutely 75 wide most of the trip. 
and really stuck on um, behind Rocket Spade, who's who's looking like a little bit of quality, obviously coming into this race. And you're getting, I think, eight bucks for Rocket Spade. So uh, I think if you're looking at that form, I'm happy to make a case for the frontman at $31. Lloydie, fill us in. Um, yeah, I'm with I'm with Bean here. I'm with the favourite, Montefilia. Um, she she started favourite. She's odds on in the VRC Oaks uh, in the spring. She obviously ran third. That was nearly a month between runs that time. So I just think she might have lacked a little bit of fitness in what was really one of her like her first big campaigns. She won two Group Ones in that time over the 2000 um, and the mile. She's been really good this time back in. Uh, She's never going to win first up over 1,400 and then came out and ran really well against Mwanga and Skylab in the Rose Hill Guineas last start. She, she's crying out for 2,400. Like Bean said, she, um, she's going to be able to settle a little bit closer from barrier four this time. And there's not a great deal of speed in the race either, which um, unlike the Rose Hill Guineas where they really slapped along um, and she got, you know, she could run into it like she did. I just think she'll be a little bit closer, probably still midfield at best, but um, just those few lengths that she saves. Um, I, I think she's one of the better bets on the program. But the other one, one of the Kiwis as well, mate, but I'm, I'm probably going the obvious of the Kiwis in Rocket Spade as the one to have in your exactors. He was really good in the New Zealand derby. They stepped him back to a mile a fortnight, or three weeks later, I should say, um, and he was, he was too good for them there in what was meant to just be a little bit of a tune-up run. So... I think back out to the 2,400 metres at the Derby distance on a heavy track or at soft seven at best, probably, he'll get conditions to suit. And I think Karen McAvoy will have him sort of in the first four or five in the run too. Yeah, shaping up to be one of those derbies where you you wouldn't be surprised if something at $25 just comes out and licks them. Um, yeah. But which one of them do you get on? All right, big main event time. Co-main event. I'm actually, look, I think everyone will back me up here that this is one of the premier sprints of the year that everyone really looks forward to. It's the Everest of the autumn. Um, and St. EVL, Peter Volandis, for those playing at home, he loves entertaining us mugs with some ripper racing. So good on him, old Pete. But you've got the Strip and Bivouac. And how many times have we seen these two open the market neck and neck? Always looks the race in two, but consistency is just starting to be a factor with both of these. Um, a horse that's just seemed to piece it together, though, Eduardo, it's going to get the run as well from barrier eight there. Master Crusader coming off a group one win too. And then you got a few in there, I guess, Order of Command ran out of its skin last start. Dirty Work runs out of its skin most starts. But you're getting 60, 50 bucks for both of them too. So, uh, Lloydie, the big guns, who are you sticking with this week? Mate, I'm... I'm sort of a little bit on the fence now when the rain came. If, you, if we had have, you know, recorded this last night, I'd be saying I'd be backing the two down the bottom in Libertini and September run. Um, I thought Libertini, both of those girls, they were the runs of the race in the William Reed outside, obviously, Mars Crusader, but he saved all the ground along the inside on a leader's track that day. Those two came from a fair way back. They were wide throughout and they really knuckled down to the task. Um, I think Libertini was the one that I'd said I wanted to follow next start, um, which she gets here, barrier one. She's probably nearly going to be able to just settle about fifth on the fence and let the likes of Eduardo nature strip and, you know, maybe something like, I don't know, dirty work or even Mars Crusader can be a little bit closer from out wide, but she's, her wet track form is just awful. And September runs, not much better. She's won <clears> twice <throat> on a soft September run, but 
they were back in a two-year-old uh, in a two-year-old season. So I don't know how much we can sort of take through that. So I'm probably nearly going to end up backing Bivouac. Yeah, hmm. look, mate, I might uh, I might pick up your whack and I might double down. I'm going the big biv as well, and I've I've never really been one on the bivouac wagon like I know some uh, some mugs out there are, but I just think what happens with these particular horses that absolutely have an impressive win throughout their career is just that expectation to win every start. And I mean, Mister Jay Cummings, he knows what he's doing. Let's be honest. Third up is always this horse's go. Last prep third up was that raiding through the roof run down the uh, the Flemington Strait out of the Everest. I think the plan is here that he's absolutely primed to go, loves a soft, heavier, not too bad either, um, and then off to the Royals of Ascot for this horse. So I'm, I'm with you there, Lloydie, the big bivouac. He came out this morning as well and was pretty bullish as well. He had, what did he say, he had a run over Easter weekend and was just... Mm-hmm absolutely launching or something that was mr cummings. Yeah. but he says that a bit though mr Cummings. so i yeah. take that with a grain of salt yeah. he says that about every runner that they have including cayman anyway um lads i'm sticking with from the william reed that's the form race for me with lloydie if the track was probably a little bit better i could shift off but um i, I can't get off mars crusader here um it ticks all the boxes it handles the heavy handles the soft superbly it's two for two track and distance here um it beat home bivouac in the canterbury stakes with i don't think there's any weight swing in bivouac's favor there and it, you're getting sort of i think you were getting eight nine dollars it's into 750 now but i know i know that the hype around bivouac but i just don't think um you can jump off the cruise i can jump off the crusader here i mean we lose pike but we pick up McAvoy. It's not a bit bad trade in job in terms of the um the switch in jock yeah. either. So I'm I'm sticking with and I think um yeah like Nick said it'll be right in behind Eduardo and Nature Strip. So ticking the boxes for me, Mars Crusader. I can't wait to see um big <laughs> the big hawks here with that big cheeky grin he has and then he can spray yeah. everyone about how he thought it was a living certainty afterwards. That um that's something to behold after the Hawks stable winner group one. I do enjoy that. <laughs> He, he is dead set. The reason I would never send a horse to the Team Hawk stable. Yeah. <laughs> Not that they take him, but I couldn't he's stand the, the, he's the outspoken outsider from um, all over the nation when it comes to imagine getting yeah. the uh, Imagine getting the bloody weekly horse reports, you know. Ah, you know, he's he's lapping up this track work. I'll tell you what, he's, he's in for a group one, group two prep. And you're like, mate, he's been here for three days and he's just been hitting <laughs> out of the bucket. Come on. Yeah. No, you've got to be yeah. bullish about it, though. <laughs> yeah, anyway, look, we love love personality. So, you know, he can maybe give some to you, Bean. Who knows? Oh, mate, uh, hey, ooh, <laughs> But look, it's, yeah, TJ and it's all, well, this is what the great races are. Any horse can win this race and... After you say, well, look, that was pretty straightforward. Why didn't I have that horse? Um, that's what we love. The other hand, the Doncaster, when they do that, hence last year, you think, how the hell? I didn't even know that horse was running in this field because yeah. you get an absolutely stacked field of 20 runners here, handicap conditions. Look, Bean, you can kick us off. I'm just going to tell you that Mugatu is the current favourite um, and looks, well, looks to be a little bit of cash at the 450, and then you got Mwanga. So, who does it? Mate, I've, I've gone for the, um, I've gone for the, the lady jockey to win this one. I think Jay Carr with Cascadian is massive overs at $19. It's, um, well the form for this race is the George Ryder, I think, with Avilius and Co. Um, it hasn't drawn the cut. Hasn't joined the car park like a few of the others. Like, you've got Think It Over out wide, um, 
Moanga, I mean, like, it probably starts $4 favourite if it draws inside, but from out there, it's dead set. It's all, I mean, it's almost no chance. Because, I mean, oh, actually, it's not no chance. Where did Natoya come from last start? I think it was about yeah. 100 <laughs> lanes wide as well. So, I mean, if they are running on, but in the slop, I think it changes it up a bit. Um, it's got a super record over the distance, soft conditions. It'll be carrying air, but um, I'm terrified of Aegon. In barrier seven with the um with the wet conditions about but cascadian nineteen dollars that's the value for me yeah well i think uh i think you piped up lordy's interest there yeah yeah nice segue bean oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm uh, look i was i'm really keen on agon i'll be honest like i've, I've had a bet for a while on a nice at a nice price um the sort of little horn blowing there but the one thing, the, the one thing I'm worried about is there's three three-year-olds in the race. Aegon's got 53. Moanga and Forbidden Love have both got 49 and a half. So, and the last time Aegon and Moanga met, Moanga gave him Windburn at this track and trip in the Randwick Guineas. Obviously, it was an off day for Aegon. Uh, it was on a good track which he doesn't like, and it was on that two-week turnaround which Andrew Forsman's come out and said he's never had before, and that's what they put it down to. So, I'm thinking back onto a, on a heavy track. Five weeks between runs, he's had a really nice little tune-up trial where Karen McAvoy got to ride him. And out of the main chances, I, I really think only Aegon and Mugatu are the ones that have drawn good gates. Um, yes. Aegon, barrier seven, he's, he's going to be a little bit further forward than midfield. Um, there's going to be plenty of speed in it. And he, he's going to be the one that will be really... Have that, he'll have that turn of foot in the straight on the slot. I think he can get over the top of them. Obviously, Mugatu, Mugatu, whatever you want to call him, All-Star Mile win, Marg, Margs. Um, he was he was really good in the All-Star Mile. We can't can't knock that. And fifty six kilos, he's you know he's well and truly in this. And the other one at the top of the list there at the weight, I, I just don't think you can put a pen through Avilius with fifty six and a Donny on a wet track. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, look, here's a here's a pen. Put it, put it through it, mate. mate these, <laughs> when, are you, when are the mugs going to learn that these Godolphin horses just suck you in every time? Let it give you a fun stat. Abilius' last win, I couldn't believe it, 80 weeks ago. So a year a and a half. It's a I long time, isn't it? <laughs> and this, this a long time you put it like that. <laughs> mate, yeah. This horse was going to knock off winks. Remember that. Anyway, so I'm not on Abilius. Good luck to the team. Uh I'm, I'm jumping on the Muggs horse, boys. I'm jumping on Mugger 2 because, look, Lloydie, we cop about 50 inboxes every time Mugger 2 wins um, because people think that we own the horse for some reason, but we've never really been on it, which hurts even more. So mm. I'm jumping on, and I'm just thinking grand final factor. And I know, obviously, uh, super impressive in the All-Star Mile, but I remember the commentary around the All-Star Mile that they were happy to scratch the horse if, the track was going to be too dry and too hard because they wanted this horse to be peaking for this race in the softer Sydney autumn if they got it. Um, and I think they just picked up a, a nice little prize check along the way. Yeah. Uh, I just think my wonder is just that, you know, this will be its third grand final ultimately. And if they're mm. looking to go on to the Queen Elizabeth, you've got a horse who's in its second prep really, um, you know, you're going to have, that one run too many, and I'm, I'm going to take on the fact that that could be this week. Think it over is a bit the same. I like think it over, but from what I read, it had to sort of win or finish top three last week to get a start. Um, so you just wonder what's left in the tank. So 
I've got the miler, eats up the soft, eats up the distance. He is the big boy. Um, and when you look at, you know, 56 kilos, it's carrying three and a half more than think it over. So yeah, weight-wise, well I think he gets in pretty well, you know, for, yeah, a horse that is, well, it's top weight and it's getting 56. It's not too bad. That's it. That's my only worry about Aegon too, is that a three-year-old who's had five starts, well, six starts, whatever it's been, is carrying three kilos less than an all-star mile winner who beat, you know, Russian Camelot and yeah. Probabile and whatnot. Like it's, it's a little bit hard to like, realistically, you put your, put your pocket talk aside, Aegon with 53 compared to Mugatuit with 56. If, if I hadn't already had the bet, I'd be backing Mugatuit on Saturday. Um, but uh, yeah, Aegon, no knock on him. Uh, just that weight just makes it a little bit more, uh, I suppose, risky or more appealing to have something a little bit more the place than the win. Yeah, 100%. And we talk about the handicap. It's not, you know, it doesn't seem that, I guess, the range is what I'm trying to look for. I mean, you look at last year, Melody Bell carried 57 and Natoya got in there with just over 50. So a yeah. seven-kilo weight swing and even Natoya wasn't the bottom weight. So it yeah. uh, seems to be not too much of a disadvantage for those in the top end of the weights this year. Well, uh, boys, how good was that? How good was that? Four group ones. The fever's up. So, Mugs, just uh, stay tuned to the socials. We'll upload this wherever you listen to your podcasts and watch your videos. If you well, if you don't want to see our beautiful faces, you can do that. Uh, Lloydie, lead us, uh, end us with a bang, mate. What have you got for us? Just some vibes. Hey, just oh, just good luck. That's that's what I want to <laughs> say because it's been an absolute bloodbath the last few weeks, and the punters the punters need a winner. So. Yeah, bit of one punter to another. Good luck. Go get them. Make some money and uh, have a good Saturday afternoon. Beautiful, mate. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, lads. Yeah.